about it. What's going on, Brian? What's going on, York? How you doing? Good, good. Another week of fights, another week of news. We're back. We're back every weekend. Every weekend. Can't I love, get enough. I, like it. I love it. UFC and boxing and the whole fight world has been spoiling us, man. It's every a, single week we got something going on. It's almost too much to watch at some point. I'm sure we're going to miss it once they give us like a week off. We're gonna oh, my God. What's happening? What are we going to do with our weekends? Yeah, we're definitely getting spoiled, man. We're going to feel it. If, if there's ever yeah. like a, a couple weeks where there's nothing going on, we're gonna, it's going to hit us pretty hard, I think. And it's it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt bad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I agree. Man, lots to talk about today, man. We got a lot of things going on this weekend. We got, you know, we got some fights UFC's bringing us. We got, you know... We want to talk about some of the events that happened last week at UFC 235. We got a huge uh, pay-per-view weekend coming up next week in boxing. That's right. Uh, Conor McGregor, we had some news about Conor this week. You know, we're going to talk about what could be his future. But I guess to start off, man, let's do talk about last week's um, UFC 235. Turned out to be a you know phenomenal event. I love the card. I, I think the UFC delivered. But it was kind of uh, overshadowed by some controversy. Uh, I guess to start with uh, Ben Askren, you know, he made his long-anticipated debut uh, fighting against Robbie Lawler, and man, it was a phenomenal fight from the get-go. You know, we saw uh, Ben took some heavy leather from Robbie. You know, a lot of us thought it was over, but um, you know, as the fight went on, you know, Askren kind of survived the, the early onslaught. You know, got up to his feet and kind of controlled the fight. You know, as as it went on, you know, took Robbie down, and then the controversy—that's when it happened. You know, he got. He had a great chokehold on Robbie Lawler, and um, you know Herb Dean stopped the fight. And I guess the big controversy is that he stopped it too soon. We all saw what happened. So, uh, what do you think? Do you think the fight was stopped too early? Well, first of all, man, like you're saying, what an exciting fight! I mean, I was nervous. I'd been building the Askren up this whole time, and the way it started off, it it, it did not look good. I was going crazy. I'm, I just about had a heart attack. But yeah, man, going back to the end of the fight, Askren came back. He had him in that bulldog choke. And I tell you what, man, watching it live, it sure looked like, and even the commentators thought that, that Lawler went out. And the crowd, you can hear the crowd start yelling. Uh, and it's because his arm goes limp. You can see naturally, because, you know, you're trying to get out of the choke, his, his hand is up trying to pull away from the choke, and then all of a sudden it just goes limp and falls down. And that's not something you usually do when you're defending a choke like that. And it, it sure seemed like, in my opinion, that he went out and then when uh, Herb went to stop the fight, Askren loosened up and, and Lawler woke back up. Because you can go in and out of consciences when, when you're in a chokehold like that. And even if his chin is underneath the arm, if you got a tight enough squeeze, and we know that Askren does, he can, he can crush watermelons with a squeeze, uh, you can still go out. So I believe that's what happened. I think the call was justified. I think that he went out for a second. Uh, Askren loosened up and he woke right back up. That that's my opinion. I think it was a good stoppage. Yeah, I was kind of on the flip side of it. You know, when I first watched it, um, honestly, I didn't catch the the hand dropping, but I saw. You know, he had looks like he had the wrap on his chin. And to be perfectly honest with you, I did not think you could go to sleep with you know someone cranking your head, your neck like that. You know, I assume it hurt, and I'm assuming you know it's a pain that will cause you to tap. But I just didn't think it would cause you to sleep. So. Uh, you know, it's it's two things, man. Like for one, his hand does go limb, but then we also see him pick it up and give a thumbs up, saying he's okay. So it's kind of like one of those things. Like you know, you're asking me if you're okay. You know, the referee was asking him if he's okay. I give you a thumbs up, and you still call it a fight. So 
It was a, it was a little bit confusing, to be honest with you. I thought it was such a bittersweet ending to a fight. Uh, you know, as much as I want, I wanted Robbie to win that fight. And to be honest with you, it's, I thought Ben was probably on his way to, um, to win. You know, to, you know, he survived the onslaught. He, it looks like he was starting to control the fight. And, you know, just to remind everyone, there was still two minutes left in that round when Ben had that squeeze. So more than likely, you know, Ben probably would have finished Robbie, you know, within still that round where he had that show, he had that squeeze, you know, but as far as was it a right stoppage or not, I mean, look, it's a, it's a game of human errors and, you know, we can't all be mad at Herb Dean, you know, he made, you know, he made a, he made a decision. Um, you know, Robbie even said it himself, you know, he was there, he was totally cool with it. You know, he, he said, I think to be exact, he said shit happens. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it happens. Like I said, it's a, you know, it's, it's a human decision. You know, Herb thought he did was, what was right. And uh, just to close the topic, you know, um, there are some people saying that there should be a rematch in that fight. I personally don't think so. And like I said a couple of seconds ago, I, I think the fight was pretty much going to end the way it was. Like we predicted our fight last week. I thought Robbie had 90 seconds to win that fight. It was and it was to knock out, you know, Ben. And Ben survived the, you know, the early onslaught and looks like he was going to control the rest of the fight. And he's probably going to lose that fight, Robbie was. So, um, yeah. I think the stoppage was was okay, but I definitely don't want to see another rematch. No, I agree too, man. I mean, the the right move next is for uh, Askren to fight the winner of Masvidal and Till. I mean, he's already flying up to uh, the UK to watch that fight. I, I think that's the right move. That'd be a big fight, big second fight so, in the UFC. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Well, let's see. All right, next up, we have uh, we had some more controversy last week. We got some people trying to break yeah, in. I can, we can hear the kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, we had some, uh, the main event last week's card was John Jones and Anthony Smith. And uh, although it was a very uneventful fight, and uh, John very, very dominated pretty much the entire event. What happened towards the end of the fight, which uh, which, which kind of stole the show for me, you know, John lands an illegal knee. You know, the ref kind of stops the fight and, you know, gives Anthony Smith a chance to recover. And, you know, the... Uh, the main thing about it was if Anthony Smith chose not to come, not to get up, he would have won that fight. He would have won by DQ. So uh, do you think Anthony, you know, kind of made a poor choice by, you know, kind of trying to be a hero and continue to fight? Because I think he probably should have taken a knee and come back and fight another day. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I mean, I guess like integrity-wise and, and people still liking him, as you know, the fans still enjoying him at the end of the day. That was the right decision to make. But I mean, if you're looking like financially for him, he would have made a lot more money if, if, if he would have said he couldn't continue and won by DQ. I mean, he would have been the champion. You know, yeah. they, they would have set up a big rematch, and you know, the, the rematch would have been another lopsided victory for, uh, for Jones, I'm sure. But yeah, man, I mean, it's kind of like. Maybe he should have done it. He would have gotten a lot more money, but, I mean, he is who he is. He seems like he's a man of integrity, and he probably wouldn't, uh, he probably wouldn't be able to live with himself if he won the belt uh, that way. So, I mean, I, th- I think it was good, good of him to do that. I mean, if he's not worried that much about the money and everything and everything he could have made, the rematch and all that, I mean, good for him. I think, I think, I think he made the right decision for himself. But you know what? Um... How many times have we seen Dana White in the UFC look out just for themselves? You know, they promise guys interim belts, and then, you know, they take them away from them. They promise guys number one title contender fights. They take it away from them. And uh, it was 
kind of a sleazy thing that they do. And then you hear Dana White in the press conference talking about, you know, it would have been a sleazy way for him to win the belt. Man, you know what? At that point, if I'm in Anthony Smith's corner, I'm telling him just to stay down, man. We'll fight another day. You know, um, let's take the big money. We're going to come back, have a rematch, and, you know, you're the champ. Who, who doesn't like controversy? He would have set himself up for um, for at least another huge payday. So I think Not for sure. I don't agree with what he did. I mean, I get it. You know, it, it would it's, it's great for him, and, you know, he's going to be a stand-up <laughs> guy. But he's also got to remember the whole nice guy's finished last because that was probably his last ever title shot he's ever going to get. So, uh, you know, you got to take advantage of the – of the situations God gives you, and you know he should have taken advantage of that one. I mean, you got you got a point, man. I mean, and then who? Nobody really would have known for sure if he could have continued or not. So he, he would have had that going for him. I mean, and then Jones did land like two illegal shots because a little bit before that he landed like an illegal kick to the head when he was on the ground. I think that's why Herb uh, ended up taking two points after the knee. So Maybe. you know he took a couple of shots, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, who, who knows, man? Like you said, he would have made a lot more money, but he did what he did. And you know what? On a, on a, like a serious note, I was watching the post-fight uh, press conference for that fight. And uh, not the press conference, but the post-fight show. And uh, Chael Sonnen actually made a really uh, smart you know, point where he was actually talking about how, you know, like in other sports, basically, you know, the referees are the ones that make the calls. You know, and the referees, they don't sit there and they ask, like, the football player or the basketball player, like, hey, what do you think, you know? They think that was a foul. You know what I mean? It's the referee's call to make. So the referee, he should have been in there, and he should have said, that's an illegal knee, fight's over, or, you know, that wasn't an illegal knee, and he can continue. He can't be asking a fighter if he can continue or not because, a guy, you should protect, you know, Anthony Smith from himself. You know, we protect fighters from themselves when, you know, they, they want to continue fighting when they're about to get knocked out. But we also got to protect them from, you know, coming back after they just got knocked out. Yeah, I mean – that's a good point too, man. But I mean, how, how many? That's another thing too. How many times have we seen? How many times have there been fights where someone's got hit with an illegal shot and they have to stop it? You know, that, then yeah. that would be the case. You know, that'd be the end of the fight every time. You know, when the guy, even if the guy really can continue, it wasn't that bad. You know, so I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a that's kind of a watery subject, I guess. You know, if you want watery to get into that. Subject. Either way, John dominated, and um, you know, good win for him. Still we'll the see. champ. We'll see who he ends up fighting next. You know, looks like it's going to be the Santos. Santos, uh, Tiago Santos. 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 Yeah. Santos. Santos. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Um, that's a great. That's a great next fight. So that'll, you know, that that'll be cool. That is a great fight. Yep. On to the next topic. Sticking with um, some MMA. Now let's let's talk about the future. You know, we talked about last week. Let's do talk about some stuff that could happen in the future, and that's the uh, Conor McGregor situation. So um, it looks like he turned down a fight with Cowboy, or maybe not turn it down, but, you know, the negotiations kind of went south between him and Cowboy Cerrone. From what I read, it was because uh, he didn't want to be a co-main event. So uh, now it's kind of what's going to happen with that fight, and uh, there's been a topic on MMA Junkie that I saw of um, who should be Conor's next opponent. And, you know, I saw names like Tony Ferguson, Nate Diaz, Cowboy, uh, who would you like to see him fight? Well, I'm pretty confident that it's not going to be Tony Ferguson. Uh, it seems like he's never going to fight him unless he has the belt. They have the same manager as well. Uh, I didn't really like the Cowboy fight, so I'm kind of glad it's it's looking like it's probably not going to happen. I would like to see the uh, the third fight with Nate Diaz. I think that'd still be a huge headliner. I mean, Nate hasn't fought since their second fight. So he's just been kind of waiting for Connor, you know, and 
that that's probably what's going to bring him out is a big fight like that. They'll, they'll both get big numbers and pay-per-view points. And I think it's a good fight for Connor because, I mean, that's a fight that he could win. He could also lose too, but he he kind of needs a win right now because it's been it's been a while since he's won. I mean, he lost the boxing fight with Floyd. I don't know if you can really count that, but I mean, he lost pretty bad to Khabib. It's it's been years since he won a fight in the UFC, so he needs something that's attainable. I th- I think it's a perfect fight. It's a it's a big fight. That's it's the grudge match. You know, people would still be interested in it. I think that's the way to go. You know, as far as the biggest payday he's going to get, I agree. Nate Diaz, is that's always going to be the biggest payday fight. You know, I think um, the most dangerous fight is Tony Ferguson. And I think they should avoid that fight totally because that's another fight that he probably loses. You know, Tony's a guy that, that could take him down easily and them, them elbows, man, could hurt. Um, you know, I, I'm agree, I, I agree with you. I never was really a big fan of that cowboy fight. I just don't think those guys are... You know, on the same level as far as stardom in the UFC. I mean, Cowboy's a fan favorite, and, you know, I know people like him, but to me, he's kind of like an ultimate gatekeeper. Connor's like the biggest superstar in the UFC, and Cowboy's like this. He's a gatekeeper. I like Cowboy, but, you know, he's no he's no headliner. He's not a guy that's going to sell you pay-per-view tickets or anything like that. So I kind of get why the UFC was trying to make that fight a co-main event. Um, as much as I'd hate to reward Nate Diaz with another fight with Connor after he's been out of the game for like three years, lost his last fight to Connor, you know, the guy loses every other fight, you know, it's, I don't, I don't think he deserves a Connor McGregor fight right away. But as a fan of the sport, I'd like to see the trash talk and, you know, the, their fight would be exciting. So I agree. I think Nate Diaz is definitely, um, a fight I definitely wouldn't be interested in. It'd be huge, man. I mean, the UFC needs Nate Diaz to come back. They're needing more stars at the moment, and I think that he won the second Conor fight. So I think I think he's two and zero in the if they have a trilogy. I think he's two and zero in that trilogy right now. So I'd be excited for it, man. I mean, Nate Diaz is more dangerous than Cowboy for sure. Um, I just yeah, like you said, I wasn't I wasn't too excited. You know, I wouldn't have minded um, Conor versus um, Max Holloway. But they already set up the Poirier. If I wouldn't have minded that fight at all, that'd be a good rematch. But he's already got a. That's another dangerous fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he's already got a fight. Connor needs a Connor needs a comeback fight. You know, like they do tune-up fights in boxing. Connor needs a comeback fight. He needs yeah. a tune-up fight so he can knock somebody out. Well, yeah, it, and maybe the winner of those two fights can fight each other later down the road. You know, it's it's exciting for the lightweight division. It's exciting to see what happens. True, true. All right, one more MMA topic. Uh, Aldo and um, Volkanovski was uh, ordered for Brazil coming up in, in May, I believe. And um, apparently it's uh, it's not put in inter- interim title. You know, we know Max is moving up for uh, to fight at 155. So I kind of assume they were going to maybe do like an Aldo Ortega interim title fight. And um, if not, I definitely thought Aldo was going to get another title shot. Do you think they kind of dropped the ball without not being a title fight? Yeah, it's strange, man. I mean, so Max is... Still gonna be the the featherweight champion. I, I thought he wasn't gonna want to make that weight anymore. Maybe maybe he's just holding it just in case he loses at lightweight, which is possible. He can still move down and be the champion. I mean, it's probably a smart play. So maybe they just want to see what happens in his next fight first. Uh, but I agree, man. I thought that they were gonna it was gonna be Aldo fighting uh, Ortega for the interim title. Um, but with Ortega too, I don't know what he's doing. He he's been talking about moving up to lightweight as well. So. We may not see him in featherweight uh, anymore, also. Uh, but as far as the as far as the um, 
the Aldo and Volkanovski fight, that's a dangerous fight for Aldo. I know he said he has probably has like two fights left uh, until he retires. And uh, Volkanovski's not really, he's not a very big name yet, but he's probably one of the more dangerous guys, I believe, in that division. He's, he's got cardio for days, and that's one, of, uh, that's one of Aldo's weaknesses lately. But it's good for him that it's in Brazil. That's, that's definitely a plus. You got, you got it breaking up, bud. Can you see me? Am I there? I can see you, but the voice is kind of breaking up. Okay, how about now? A little bit better. Is it better now? Yeah. Okay. What, what did, you, did you catch me talking about Volkanovski and, and Aldo? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so what I was saying is Volkanovski, he's got cardio for days, and that's, that's Aldo's weakness. But it's, it's good for Aldo that's in Brazil. So it's a tough fight for both guys. I'd, I'd lean towards Volkanovski. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's a great fight. Maybe not the best fight for Aldo at this point in his career, but it's a good fight, man. And then maybe he gets a title shot after this, you know, the winner of this fight does. So we'll, 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 yeah. we'll see. What do you think? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it does kind of, uh, I was a little bit surprised. Like I said, I thought, um, I definitely thought when Max moved up to 155 to fight for the interim belt, I kind of had assumed that, you know, they were going to do an interim title fight and, like we talked about, I thought it was definitely going to be Ortega and um, and Aldo. Like I was, I was willing to bet money that that was going to be the next fight. So I agree. It's kind of a huge step up for Volkanovski as well, man. Like he's, you know, he's fought some of these good contenders, but you know now he's fighting the legend Aldo, and that could have been a great pay per view fight, main event for uh, Brazil. You know, it could have been a five rounder, interim title belt. You know, Aldo's in Brazil would have been perfect, especially if he could win that fight, he could retire. You know, a champion. So uh, I think they did kind of drop the ball and not making that fight a three-round fight. Uh, they're kind of putting Aldo in a dangerous situation. You know, he could lose in Brazil, you know, and, and it'd be kind of for nothing if he does lose. And this could set up a huge fight, you know, for Ortega again. But then again, Ortega probably needs to win again, you know, in order for him to, you know, get a title shot again. But, uh, yeah, I think, like I said, I thought it should have been for the title belt, but maybe the UFC's got some better plans for us. Yeah, it's definitely a strange move, man. I mean, I I, I was convinced it was going to be Ortega and Aldo, but yeah, that, that's why I'm thinking they they might they might have different plans for Ortega. I mean, well, I'm sure yeah. we'll find out pretty soon. They probably do. And now, quickly, lastly, um, in our last topic, you know, let's talk some boxing. You know, we got a huge pay per view fight coming up next week. We're going to have uh, two undefeated fighters. It's Errol Spence Jr. and Mikey Garcia, and live from Dallas, Texas, next week, and um. Big fight, you know. I love both guys, but um, do you think that fight's you know worth the pay per view money? Are you paying sixty five bucks to see those guys fight? I one hundred percent believe that it's worth the pay per view money. I mean, I am so excited for this fight. It's looking like it's going to be the biggest fight of the year. Um, both both Garcia and and Spence Jr. They're amazing boxers. The thing is that that Spence has um such a big weight advantage, man. I mean, you got Garcia moving up, so that's going to be tough for him. You can see from the uh, from the stare downs that the that the reach is going to be a huge deal, and and we know how good of a boxer Spence is, man. So it's going to be tough for uh, for Garcia, but I definitely think he can hang in there. I definitely think it, it at least goes to decision. Probably Spence Jr. winning a decision. I'd li- I'm going to be pulling for Garcia. I'm a I'm a big fan of his, but I definitely think it's w- it's worth the money, man. And I'm I'm excited to see it's in that huge uh, Cowboy Stadium. It's, I think it's. I see it as a big deal, man, for boxing. I know. I do. I think nowadays, nowadays in age, um, I guess it is a big pay per view fight. And I think if you were to ask, if you were to, you know, ask a casual fan of the fight game, who Errol Spence Jr. or Mikey Garcia is, 
they might not be able to tell you, at least both guys, maybe one. So from that standpoint, I kind of tend to wonder how the pay-per-view numbers are going to do with guys that aren't really notable names, you know? And I think what's, what's kind of hurting is, we're kind of hurting both of their value is, it's like they're, they're not like on the main network like it used to be, where it used to be HBO or used to be Showtime. And HBO that used to do such a phenomenal job booting these guys up and, you know, doing documentaries about him and, you know, giving these guys so many tune-up fights. Now these guys fight on Fox and CBS and, you know, Fox Sport 1. So you might not even be able to catch them sometime to fight. I know it's free, but, like, if someone's watching CBS, then they're like, oh, maybe they'll fight again on CBS. And then they go ahead and they're not fighting on Fox. So it might be kind of hard for a casual fan to keep up with where these fighters are fighting from now on. And I'll give uh, Fox this. They've done a pretty good job the last couple of weeks trying to hype that fight up. You know, they've done the face-offs and they've done the – you know, the countdown shows, but I just think both guys are lacking that huge win and then for them to propel for a pay-per-view fight. Like, if you look back, Floyd Mayweather, you know, he he fought Arturo Gotti, and Arturo, that was his first pay-per-view fight, and Gotti was a superstar, man. That guy was like the king of New York, you know, he had all those battles with, you know, Mickey, uh, Mickey Ward, so that kind of put Mayweather on the map. You know, you look at Guys like Manny Pacquiao, you know, he, he had to beat, you know, Eric Morales and Juan Manuel Marquez to kind of put his name out there to be this, like, huge pay-per-view star. I don't think I can name, you know, someone that Mikey Garcia or Errol Spence Jr. beat where I'm like, okay, the, the torch was passed, and now they're the next big pay-per-view star, you know? And, and we've seen it fail before. You know, we've seen HBO. I mean, um, I, think it, I think it was HBO. They tried to put uh, Terrence Crawford as a pay-per-view guy. You know, he fought one pay-per-view fight. And it was a bust. And he's, like, supposed to be the next big superstar. Yeah, terrible numbers. Yeah, and horrible. (laughs) It did horrible numbers. I think, you know, HBO tried to put Triple G on pay-per-view against David Lemieux. And and he did awful. You know, in order, to me, in my eyes, in order to be a, in order for this fight to be a pay-per-view fight, I would would have liked to see Spence beat, like, a Manny Pacquiao or, you know, some old legend that, you know, the torch was passed. I feel like these are... It's a first of all, it's a phenomenal fight. Don't get me wrong; I'm definitely paying for it. But for casual fans, it's going to be hard for me to convince somebody, you know, who Errol Spence and Mikey Garcia are, because they're going to be like, "Oh, who they beat?" And I'm going to be like, "Well, do you know Kell Brook?" And they're going to be like, "What?" So it's yeah. I, I mean, don't know, I, I don't know if it's a pay-per-view fight yet. I think they they should have done maybe Spence Pacquiao, for example, or Mikey Garcia Pacquiao, and then kind of set those guys up, built them up a little bit longer. I don't think this fight had enough build-up. For me to be a big pay-per-view event. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough sell as, as far as, like, to get the casual fans on board. But, I mean, like, man, as far as, like, I get building them up with, with Pacquiao, but Pacquiao's not going to fight either of those guys. He wants to fight guys that he can beat. You know, he's yeah. Pacquiao's running from Horn at this point. So, I mean, I think that's kind of out of the question. But I, I agree, man. I mean, but besides Pacquiao, I mean, who else could they have really fought to for the casual fans to to get to know their name. I mean, if they could have fought yeah, like three more guys and it probably still would have been the same thing. I mean, um, you know, Garcia has a win over Broner. He's, he's a decent name. You know, he just headlined the pay-per-view, you know, so, you know, I, I think, yeah, I, I think if like you, they, Oh, go that's ahead. interesting because like they've done, you know, Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia, there were two, there were, it was a unified title fight. You know, Danny Garcia had belts, Keith Thurman had belts and that fight wasn't on pay-per-view. And then you have Earl Spence Jr. fighting a guy that's two weight classes below him, and it's a pay-per-view fight. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting to me why 
why that fight is a pay-per-view fight and not some other good fights that we've had before on PBC. Yeah, you know, though, like, I would say that their names, that Spence and uh, Garcia's names are bigger than, uh, than the Thurman and Danny Garcia. Because it seems like it, when they announced it, it seems like a bigger fight. Instagram check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to check it out. But, I mean, it, it's, to me, it seems like a bigger fight when, I, when it was announced. I was like, man, that's a pretty big deal. And, of course, Garcia's got all the Mexican fans behind him. So, you know, I, th- I, think, I think they're two bigger names than, than, uh, than the Thurman and Danny Garcia fight. But that's just my opinion. All right. All right. Well, we'll get, our, we'll get my prediction next week of who I think is going to win. <laughs> I'm excited. We, we might as, am I, as am I. Yep. <laughs> right, as far as this weekend's concerned, um, we've got some UFC fights we want to quickly break down. And um, kind of like we normally usually do, we're just going to mainly break down the, the main card. You know, we'll go through this one pretty quickly. You know, we're going to waste too much time. But um, let's do uh, It's UFC um, ESPN Plus coming at you from um, Interest Bank Arena. Interesting All right. name. But, but uh, you know, the first opening the fight, a couple of interesting fights on this card. Uh, obviously, the main event is, you know, heavyweight clash, Derek Lewis and Junior Dos Santos. But um, let's do start off with... The, the first fight the first fight of the main card and that's uh, Tim Bosch and uh, Omari Akhmadov Akhmadov I think I think you pronounced it right you're doing a good job yeah I got the Omari <laughs> part right yeah what you got <laughs> um man Bosch uh Bosch is getting up there he's 38 years old now I, I got I got Omari all day um you know he's from he's from Dagestan we know how tough those guys are uh, he, he, I'm looking at his record now. He's he's won his last two. Well, he went to his draw his last fight, but he won his uh, last two before that. Uh, Bosch, you know, I have, I, lately I haven't been too impressed with him. Uh, I'm sure he's going to try to wrestle Amari, try to strike and get in and try to wrestle with him. And I just don't think I don't see him having too much success. I think uh, Amari wins this by decision. I I don't think it's going to be that exciting of a fight, to be honest. What do you think? I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go the opposite side, I man. I'm gonna go with the um, with the underdog here, Tim Bowes. Uh, you know, from the from what I've seen, I've, the last fight, I just saw some clips of Amari recently, and uh, I'm not all that impressed in that guy. I mean, he definitely can throw. You know, I think you know this fight could definitely go. You know, he could definitely knock out Tim Bowes. You know, like you said, he's kind of up there. But um, I actually, you know, I heard an interesting article about Tim Bowes. Is uh, that he's actually, you know, he pretty much has one foot out the door and he's ready to retire. And uh, he actually took this fight. He accepted his fight because he thought he could beat the guy. You know, so he's kind of like, you know, I, you know I'm know, i going to retire, but unless I can fight this guy so I can knock him out. So maybe Tim Bosch wants one more win so he can hang up the gloves. So I'm going to go with the underdog. I think Tim Bosch, you know, tires out Amari and knocks him out in the second round. Okay. And uh, next next up, we got the light heavy, lightweight bout. And it's... Uh, Benio Darius taking on Drew Dober. Who are you liking that one? Uh, I like Dober, man. It, uh, he's he's on a three-fight win streak. He just goes after it, man. From what I've seen, he likes to stand up and strike and uh, real aggressive. He uses he mixes up his wrestling in, too. Uh, Darius, man, I know he's the big favorite, but I'm not really sure why. Uh, you know, he, he won his last fight by decision, but before that he got, uh, he got ran through by Hernandez. But I mean, his, to his credit, he didn't know who Hernandez, nobody knew who Hernandez was at that time. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, it's just, I just haven't been too impressed with him, man. I mean, I, I got Dober all day. That that's a, that's my big underdog pick to be sure. Um, but I I think uh, I, I see this one going to decision as well. But I I, I see Dober kind uh, kind of dominating him. Wow, we we're gonna completely disagree on this one again because I got Darius all day. Um, honestly, I don't think there's anything Dober can do uh, better than Darius. I think you know if you look at the losses that Darius had. I mean, obviously the brutal knockout by Barbosa, man, that was just. That still hurts when you watch that knee land. And then Hernandez, you know, like, I, short notice fight. He didn't know who Hernandez was. Just kind of ran through him real fast. But I think, you know, Darius is one of those guys. I mean, when he gets you in the clinch, he's not letting go. The guy's, you know, I think he's going to put Dober against the cage. He's going to keep working him. You know, probably take him down, frustrate Dober. And um, I think Darius gets a decision victory here. I won't be surprised if he stops him maybe in the third round, maybe by submission or something. Okay. Dis- disagreeing right. so far. That's it, yeah. Uh, next up, heavyweight fight. Uh, Blagov Ivanov taking on the returning Ben Rothwell. Who do you like in that one? I'm actually really excited about this fight. We, we haven't seen Rothwell in years. He's, he's been serving off his, uh, his USADA suspension. Um, but, man, he was uh, – if you look back at his record uh, before that happened, man, he was kind of on a roll. Well, he ran into uh, – you know, he, he stumbled with uh, Dos Santos, which he kind of got outboxed, five-round decision. But before that, man, he, uh, he submitted uh, Josh Barnett, Matt Mitrione, knocked out Overeem, Brandon Vera. I mean, there's some huge names in the heavyweight division. And uh, I think he's uh, maybe the rest will do him some good. And uh, I think he's going to come out looking awesome. I mean, he's got a tough fight for sure. Uh, he's, a, he's a great fighter, man, 16-2. and two. Uh, you know he's he's got great takedowns. He's aggressive, but I think I think Big Ben's gonna be a little. The size is gonna be too much. The reach, and uh, I actually see him catching and uh, and knocking out uh, uh, Ivanov, and I, I see him doing it probably in the second round. All right, all right. Well, um, I do disagree with you in one point. You know, I, I'm not that excited about this fight because I think this could easily be you know the biggest snooze fest of the night you know uh, these guys are so big you know i could totally see this fight being one of those fights where they're just holding each other against the cage for a while and not doing anything uh even you know it's fine it's uh it's funny because both of these guys last opponent is actually junior, junior de santos that's you know, right and, that. and then you know even those you know debut i mean talk about being thrown in with the wolves you know they threw him right against you know the santos and the santos just ate him up for five rounds it was awful to watch I mean, Ivanov didn't do nothing in that fight. You know, he, I, I don't know what this guy's game plan was. And, uh, you know, the same thing with Rock. Well, at least he tried against the Santos, but he just got pieced up by him. But um, I think Ivanov's, his only chance in this fight was is going to be to try to maybe, you know, put Rothwell against the cage, try to take him down. But that's not something you want to do against Rothwell. Rothwell's got them sick, nasty submissions. So uh, I actually think that's how the fight's going to end. I think Rothwell... They get close. They're gonna clinch up, and Rothwell Jiu-Jitsu is gonna be is gonna get the best of Ivanov. So I actually got a submission victory going on. I'll be in the first round even. I'm going with Rothwell, taking another upset. All right. Well, actually, I'm the one. I'm finally taking an upset. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we got a welterweight fight. We got a Tim Tim Means taking on Nico Price. What do you like in that one? That's a tough fight too, man. I mean, this this looks like it's gonna be fight of the night. Both guys are exciting. They both go after it. 
Um, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Means, man. It's, it's going to be close. Uh, I think it goes to decision, but it's going to be a brawl, man. I mean, both guys are going to be bloody at the end. Uh, they both like to strike, go after it. It's a tough fight, man, but I'm leaning towards Means over, over Nico Price by decision. I will go with Means as well. Uh, I've never been that impressed with Nico Price. I've always thought all of his wins have kind of come. And of all the respect, kind of by luck, you know, he, he clipped, you know, and I think his debut was against Alex Morano, who was actually fighting on the card as well. And, you know, he clipped him early, knocked him out. And his last big win was against Randy Brown, and it was just a crazy knockout that he had against him. You know, Randy was winning that fight, and then he, somehow they slam each other, and Randy gets knocked out. So I think Nico, I don't think he, he's going to get kind of outclassed here. I think I do agree with you. It could be a war, but I just think Means is going to just piece him up, man. Probably land like four or five punches to Price's one, and Price can probably take a punch. So I'm going to say uh, Tim Means by decision. All right. All right, now we got the Coleman event. It's Eliezer Zaleski dos Santos taking on Curtis Millender. What are you liking that one? I'll tell you what, man. This is this is a great fight. I see both guys ended up being the, you know, two top contenders one day. Uh, Melinder's on the rise, man. He came he came into the UFC on a tear, man, knocking out uh, Alves, a huge name. He KO'd him uh, in the second round. Then he he's got a win over uh, Max Griffin, and then that his last fight. Over uh, Sierra Bahadurzada. I mean, that's a tough go for anybody, man. And he struck with them the whole time. That guy hits hard. Um, and then you look at um, Dos Santos, man. He's no joke. Um, he's got... Uh, he's pulling up his record here. So he's on a, a seven... No, six-fight win streak. Um, I, I, you, could, you could argue that he lost to Lyman Good, but he got that win by uh, split decision. But then he's got a win over Max Griffin as well, uh, Sean Strickland, and, and you know he knocked him out, and uh, that's a tough go, man. But you know, I see this fight. It's a tough fight for Melinder, but I I think he actually gets it done, and uh, I see this as a striking fight. I don't see anybody really going for the takedowns, and uh, I see Melinder maybe getting hurt, maybe getting rocked a couple times, but he comes back and knocks uh, Dos Santos out. I'd say in the in the third round, but it's going to be a war. You know, um, I like this fight as well. It's definitely, um, I think it's the fight I'm looking forward to the most tonight, uh, tomorrow night actually. That's uh, it's going to be a phenomenal fight. I 100% agree. Um, I like both guys. You know, it's, it was kind of hard to make a prediction on, on both fighters because I like them both a lot. And um, I think. You know, you mentioned no one's going to want to take the fight down. I think that's actually the only way I see Zaleski winning this fight, actually, is, uh, is if he takes down Curtis Mellander. He's one of those guys that if you take down Mellander, he's not getting up. You know, was, you know I've, all, all the fights that I've watched of his, he's got awful takedown defense, and he does nothing on the ground, man. He doesn't try to cement you, doesn't try to get up. He just lays there and takes it. You know, he doesn't do any work off of his back. So I think that's the only way Zaleski has a chance. If he can take the fight to the ground, he has a great chance to win. But if it stands up, Millender is probably one of the better counterpunchers in the game. So I think Millender is going to use his distance. He's going to use his length. And I think he'll be able to, you know, keep uh, De Santos away and and um, outpoint him. So I'm going to go with Millender by decision. All right. So both picking Millender. Yeah, and finally, the main event, you know, the, the big boys are coming. It's uh, Derek Lewis and Junior Dos Santos. Who are you liking this one? Man, this is a tough fight, man. Both guys uh, pack a punch. 
You know, I was starting to count uh, Dos Santos out until he fought uh, Taitu Ivasa, man. He's a young up-and-comer. I mean, granted, that first round was rocky. He almost got knocked out. But then he comes back and uh, counters and, and uh, puts uh, Taitu Ivasa away, man. That, that really surprised me, and it shows that he's still got a lot left in the tank. Um, but he's fighting Lewis, man. And I've always been a big fan of Lewis. Uh, you know, he's just coming off his loss to uh, Daniel Cormier in that title shot. But I don't know how much we can take into account that his last fight, man. Because it, it was, what, like two weeks? He had two weeks notice. He had just come off that, uh, that war with, uh, with Volkov. So I don't know how much we can, we can take that into account. Um, and Junior does get hit when, when he's standing up. He, he does get hit a lot. And um, you just can't get hit by Lewis. So I, I'm thinking... While they're standing up and exchanging, they're both be getting their shots in. I think Lewis catches them and uh, and puts them away, man. But it's it's gonna be fun while it lasts. But I think it, it probably I think it ends in the, at the end of the first round. They'll be going at it wow. and and uh, yeah, the end of the first round, he catches Junior Dos Santos. And this is a, this is a big upset as well because I know uh, Junior's the big favorite. But uh, with the power and and the size of Lewis and uh, the way that Dos Santos gets hit. Uh, I, I just don't see it going well for him. And you got you got Lewis coming off a win before the DC fight wins off of uh, Volkov, Francis, uh, and then Marcin Tabura. Those those are huge names, man. I, I, that's my pick, man. I see I see Lewis getting the victory in the main event. Um, you know I, I like Derek Lewis a lot. You know, um, fun guy to to listen to, fun guy to watch. You know, he's he's definitely a, a fan favorite for a reason, but. Um, you know, I can't think of the fight that Derek Lewis won that he was actually winning the fight. You know, every one of his fights, you know, he's he's being outpointed and out, you know, outdone by all his fighters. Maybe a Travis Travis Brown fighter. If memory serves me correct, he might have been even losing that first round too before he landed. But you know, you mentioned Tabora. He was losing. He was losing that fight to Tabora. Tabora was outworking him, taking him down. You know, you mentioned uh, Volkan. Volkan was definitely winning that fight. Volkan was on his way to win a three-round easy decision before he lost that fight. And all of Derek Lewis's fights, you know, the, the main, you know, common denominator is he's he wears these guys out. You know, these guys try to take him down. These guys try to wear him out because they don't want to get punched. They don't want to get hit. And then somehow a big dude like that has more cardio than the guys he's fighting. And then he beats him in the end. And I just don't see that happening with the Santos. I've never seen the Santos tank, you know, gas out as much as, you know, these other guys do. You know, these guys have had, you know, the Santos has had some war, some five-round wars. We're talking about, you know, Kane and Stipe. And, you know, he's been in there with some greats. And I think the Santos picks him, picks him apart. You know, the Santos, he's not going to be a guy trying to take down Lewis so he can wear him out. He's going to be moving a lot. He's going to be frustrating Derek Lewis, sticking him with the jab, you know, countering. He's going to be landing everything on Lewis. And um, I think DeSantos actually knocks him out. I say third-round stoppage. DeSantos just wears down Lewis. Lewis is going to be getting hit a lot. And, and then DeSantos throws that hard, heavy hand and, and ends the fight. So I got DeSantos winning by knockout. See, that's the thing, man. Like, like what you're saying, <clears throat> that's the it factor with Lewis, though, man. Like, he's probably got the most powerful one-punch knockout power in, in the heavyweight division. And even if he's losing... He just has to touch you once, yeah. and, and and that's it, man. That's I, I just don't know. Even though he's look he he looked good, he looked great his last fight. I still don't know how great 
Dos Santos' chin is at the moment. And uh, I think that's going to come into play. Should be fun. Should be fun. Yep, should be a good fight. All though. right, last things last, man. It's it's time to make some uh, DraftKings picks. And for those that, you know, haven't listened before, the way we do it is a little bit different. Um, we're going to set up our – it's going to be a one-on-one matchup, and we're going to draft – we're going to draft our fighters. But in our draft, we can't draft the same fighters. So if, you know, if I pick someone up, Brian can't catch him, and then vice versa. So um, I don't remember who had the first pick last week, to be honest with you. I did. So you'll go, right, you can go first. Going first. You got your you got your app open? We're ready. All right. So with my first overall pick, I am actually going to go with Junior DeSantos. Look at that. I, I called that, he, I called that I was gonna, he's going to get the win tomorrow night, so I'm going to go with the favorite and, and pick DeSantos. Ninety-four thousand. Well, well worth it. That's that's a that's it might end up being a solid pick. We'll see, man. Um, so my first pick, you know, I've always been a fan of uh, Alex Morano, and I I definitely think he's he's fighting Ottawa. I definitely think he gets that done and probably gets the finish. So uh, he's going to be my first pick. I'm picking him up. That's actually a good pick up. I think um, I don't know if he's worth nine thousand bucks. I think that's how much he cost on here. Yeah, 90, 91. Yeah. 91. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think he gets the win here. I'm I'm not a big – I'm not that impressive auto whatsoever. All right, man. So, um, my next pick, since I spent some money on Junior Dos Santos, I got to try to get some money back and try to pick an underdog here. So, I'm going to go with um, an underdog that I picked to win earlier tonight. I'm going to go with Big Ben Rothwell. All right. That's a solid pick. Um, let's see. So I got to get an underdog here somewhere. You know what? I might as well, to save me some money, and I think he's going to win, so I might as well pick uh, Derek Lewis for my second pick. Nice. He's super cheap. He's what, 60, 68? Yeah, 68. Yeah. Under- yeah, so we're picking up Derek Lewis. All right, all right. Solid pick. My next pickup, um, I want to... Since I want to get some cheap points as well, I am going to go with, as I'm looking at this draft, I think this is a fight that unfortunately we didn't get to break down because it's not on the main card, but I think it has a, a potential great fight written all over it. And that's um, Moraes versus Martin. I think that's going to be a phenomenal fight. Moraes is a, he's good, man. For, for him to be 7000 bucks in DraftKings, that's kind of disrespectful to him because this guy's been on a winning streak. I mean... The only fight he really lost is to Usman, and who doesn't lose to Usman? So I'm actually going to go with uh, Sergey Moraes for uh, just for seven thousand. Okay, that's a good pick. I don't know if he wins or not, but um, it could be a close fight. It's kind it's a steal for him for sure, man. I mean, he's he's a great fighter. I think they're underestimating him for sure. But you know, since you're picking Moraes, I think I'll go the opposite way and pick uh, uh, pick Martin, man. Okay. Because um, I do think it's a close fight. But I do think he 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 gets the win. I mean, Martin's been looking great. They they both been looking great lately. Um, but yeah, I feel pretty confident in that pick. So he's gonna be my third pick. Nice, nice. So uh, my next pick, I am going to go with um, a fight we did get to break down, and I did pick Team Ten Means to win earlier. I think that's a fight that could be fight of the night. So uh, hopefully he wins. Hopefully these guys land a lot of strikes and he gets me a lot of points. I'm gonna go with Tim Means. All right, that's that's a great pick. Um, let's go with 
Let's see. So this is my fourth pick. Oh, let's pick up. Uh, let's pick up Curtis uh, Melinder. I think he. Nice, probably, I think nice. he ends up getting the knockout. So uh, I think he should get some pretty good points. So we're picking him up for my fourth pick. Solid, solid pick. Uh, so in that case, I am going to go with. I'm going to spend some more money here, and I'm going to go with uh, Darius. Again, I'm sticking with the guy I picked up earlier. Um, it's a close fight, you know, but um, hopefully Darius gets me some, you know, takedowns, and I'm hoping he wins by submission. I'm, that's, what, that's what I had predicted, so I'm going to go with Darius. All right, that's a great pick. Um, let's see. Looks like what I got, got left. I've got Last some. pick. No pressure. i got two more picks. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah, because you pick first. That's right. Mine, mine got the last pick. Um, That's right. Pick first. Let's pick up. He's cheap, and then I'll see what I have left. We'll pick up uh, Drew Dober, because I, I do think he beats uh, Darius. Okay. So all I have left is 8000 bucks left on mine. And, um, you know, I could go with... I could go with Tim Bose, who I did pick to win a, you know, to win an upset. Could give me a knockout, but he could also get knocked out too. And you know, I kind of paid for that a couple weeks ago by picking, uh, picking against Johnny Walker. You know, I went with, you know, Circanoff. Uh, got me point five points. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I do believe I did win that one though. You did. But uh, you know, I guess I'm gonna spend what I got left. Although I picked him to lose, I also said that you know, I also you know kind of explain the path of victory to him. And and if he can get those takedowns and keep Molander on the, on the mat, you know, he can win that fight. It's a super close fight. So I'm actually, although I picked him to lose, I still think he could win. I'm going to go Zaleski to Santos to round up my lineup. It's, it's not a bad pick, man. All right, last pick. So I got a lot of money left. I got 9,500 left. So we're 9, just going to... 9,500. Yeah, I know. We're going to roll with the most expensive guy uh, that I can pick up. Mm, let's see. So at ninety three hundred, let's get Jeff Hughes. He's a heavyweight. They must be pretty high on him. I mean, this is going to be his first fight in the UFC. Um, so he's the most expensive guy. Yeah, I can it's get. actually a rematch. Is it's it? It's actually a rematch. Yeah, these guys fought before. I read up. They fought before, and it actually went to a decision, surprisingly. But uh, man, who knows? They must. They must have gotten really better if he's worth so much what a weird well, why is his first fight a rematch that doesn't make any sense i don't know all right well jeff it's probably not a great great pick then but jeff hughes it is that rounds <laughs> it that rounds up my picks <laughs> very nice very nice so just to review my picks are um i got i got darius dos santos tim means sergio Moraes, ben rothro and zaleski dos santos that's your winning lineup right there all right and i got morano lewis martin Melinda, Dober, Hughes. Not the best lineup, but uh, we're going to roll with it and see what happens. We're going to hope for the best. There it is. There it is. All right, so um, I guess thanks for listening. For those that were able to listen and sat through it all, uh, should be a fun weekend. we got a lot to talk about next week, so I can't wait till next week's podcast. We got, again, it's the fight week of Spence and Garcia. Big boxing event. I'm definitely going to watch it. We also got Till Masvidal next week from England. That's going to be huge. I can't wait. And, uh, I can't wait. Can't wait and for I'm that sure fight. Some news will break next week as well that we're definitely going to talk about. So um, stay tuned until next weekend. All right, guys.